Good evening, and welcome to this episode of Beef Tips and Gravy. I'm John Houston, Director of Business Services for Protrition Feed. Thank you for joining us this evening. We are this evening on the beautiful campus of Middle Tennessee State University, and I'm excited to introduce you to our guest this evening, Dr. Jessica Carter, who is the Director of the School of Agriculture and a Professor of Animal Science here at MTSU, and also Matthew Wade, who is the Director of the Farm Laboratory here. And I th think you'll be excited to hear about some of the things that are going on here at MTSU. Uh, we certainly are excited that both of you have joined us this evening. First, uh, Dr. Carter, let me ask you just a little bit about the overall agricultural program and what students can be involved in here when it comes to agricultural curriculum. Thank you, John. Um, we're very proud of our School of Agriculture. Um, we offer four undergraduate programs, and so the majority of our students are majoring in animal science, and many of those are wanting to go the pre-veterinary route um, to eventually go to vet school. Uh, we also have a strong major in plant and soil science. We have a very strong agribusiness program. We have an outstanding horse science program and also a fairly new fermentation science program. Um, so we have a lot of diversity in what we offer. Um, our students that come here um, are very involved um, at the undergraduate level in activities. And so we have lots of clubs, um, extracurricular organizations, and competitive teams. Um, and so just recently, our equestrian team was national champions um, at the um, national competition that they came back from last week. So we have a lot of strong things going on um, for our students. Well, a lot of, lot of good things here. And I know the uh, co-op brand has long been associated with MTSU and the co-op organization and now ProTrition. And we certainly appreciate uh, continuing uh, that relationship. Uh, uh, let me turn my attention now to uh, Matthew, talk a little bit about the, the farm lab and just overall, tell me, even even though this is a beef segment, tell me all the things that are available for students to participate in there at the farm. Yeah, you know, the, the farm laboratories is is kind of all-encompassing of what our students are learning and the objectives with the, the in association with the classes and that sort of thing. So uh, we're farming about 900 acres across Rutherford County, and uh, the students can be involved from anything from beef uh, production, swine production, dairy production, uh, horticulture in the, our gardens, and also our creamery. Uh, which is just to here in the building downstairs. And so they can do a lot of different things and um, the opportunities are for experiential learning are great here with the farm laboratories and through the department and through the classes. So we're very proud of that. And, um, you know, we can get into some of the other details later if you want. Absolutely. But, but it's, a, it's a really um, exceptional opportunity for the students. And I, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Middle Tennessee State University still has uh, has the only swine unit uh, uh, in the state. Yeah, continuous swine operation in the state. We sure do. I mean, we have uh, several uh, uh, gilts coming on. We got some sows getting ready to farrow. You know, uh, we're looking for another board. We're kind of we're kind of going through that process again right now. But the students are out there. The neat thing about like the swine and the beef operations of the students, they come out and do all the work. Right. I mean, we have. We have our managers and we have students who come out and, and work for the farms on a regular basis, but the classes come out, actually do all the weaning process for the for the hogs and the piglets and for the, on the beef cattle side, they help us with the artificial, artificial insemination. Uh, and they also do our vaccination program for us through the classes. Uh, so there's a lot that the classes come out and, and participate in. And we rely on those classes to come uh, and, and make sure that 
uh, we have the, the help we need to actually uh, run all those cattle through the chute and take care of them in the proper manner. And you get practical experience along with it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Dr. Carter, uh, you mentioned some of the undergraduate things. Uh, what about some of the graduate programs that are, are available through uh, School of Agriculture? Um, so we are a little bit more limited on graduate programs, but we do offer a Master of Science um, in Professional Science for Fermentation Science. I know that's a, a long uh, term, but so we have some um, people that are coming in to do that to do that program. We also have a Master of Science in Horse Science, and that one is very strong, and it brings in uh, students from all over the country. Um, and then we have a Master of Education and Agricultural Education Leadership, and that helps to train um, students that are maybe um, 4-H or Extension agents um, and or ag teachers that where they can get their master's degree and increase their, their pay grade um, through going through that program. Absolutely. So let me back up just a little bit and, and ask some things about you personally, because I think you grew up in the beef cattle business. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about your background and as it relates to beef especially. Well, sure. Um, I'm very passionate about the beef cattle industry. Uh, my parents still raise cattle up in Kentucky, and that's where I got exposed at an early age. Um, at about sixth grade, I believe, I showed a steer for the first time, and it was a terminal project. And so at the end of the year when we had our show and sale, I told my dad I wanted to show a heifer the next year so that we could keep it back in the herd. And so at that point, I was pretty well hooked, and we showed Simmental cattle all over the country for several years. And that kind of sparked my interest in animal science. Um, and at first, I wanted to be a veterinarian like many um, aspiring students do. And um, about middle through my college education, um, my advisor talked to me about opportunities in graduate school. And um, I really wasn't aware of what opportunities were available. And that was a really good fit for me. So I ended up, I went to Western Kentucky University and studied animal science there and worked on my master's degree while I was there. And I grew up on a cow-calf farm. And so we raised mama cows and really worked hard on weaning and preconditioning and, and raising replacement females. Um, but one part of the beef industry that really interested me was the meat science aspect. So when I decided I wanted to get my doctorate degree, I studied all the top meat science programs in the country and for whatever reason, Texas Tech kind of rose to the top, and that was a really good fit for me. And so I moved over to Lubbock, Texas for a few years and studied um, the feedlot and the beef cattle industry out there and how it connected with the beef processing. And so all that kind of helped me to really understand the beef cattle industry from start to finish. Well, that's, uh, that's excellent because I know when students come to Middle Tennessee State, many of them... Uh, have an interest in beef cattle, and, mm -hmm. and especially if they're coming from the Middle Tennessee region, uh, Central Kentucky region, mm -hmm. uh, you know, large cow-calf uh, operations and, uh, and even smaller operations as well. But, but when you think about the practical experiences here, that's certainly a great incentive uh, for students as they as they come if they have an interest in, in the beef business. But you, you mentioned something that was really important, I think, and that is the meat science aspect, because we are raising food. Mm -hmm. uh, if we're in the beef cattle business, we are raising food. And that's one of the things uh, that we always try to make people aware of, that, that we're raising raising food. Talk to us just a little bit about, since we are raising food, and, and, and the atmosphere we find ourselves in, and, and how we teach students to uh, uh, treat our animals and how we teach students and make them understand that, that we are raising a product that someone is going to consume. 
That's, that's very good, John. Um, so my favorite class to teach, um, you're not going to be surprised by this answer, but my favorite class is beef cattle production um, and meat science. Both of those are really fun classes to teach. And um, early on in the semester, um, I, I work with the students. You know, we have students that come from a farming background and that have beef cattle already, and then we have students that have no, had no exposure. And so we have a lot of diversity in the classroom. And so we have to, you know, teach them all the same and get them all ready um, in the short amount of time that we have them here. And so we focus a lot on um, beef quality assurance. And so one thing that I'm proud of is that all of our students, when they finish beef cattle production um, and or livestock management class, they are certified in BQA um, because they understand the importance of um, proper handling of our animals, um, where to give vaccinations, withdrawal times, all those things. And so we make sure that they get training either online through the National Cattlemen's Beef Association or through Tennessee Cattlemen's Association. Um, the other things we do is just we have classroom experiences, but we also have a lot of laboratory exercises where uh, we go to the farm and they learn what we're doing with our herd of cattle um, and why we're doing it. Um, I always tell our students we don't have any sacred cows. Um, we have the cows because of our students. And so we're very proud of our cattle that we have. Uh, we've really been trying to genetically improve them over the last um, 20 years that I've been here and even before that. And so we, each year we try to produce a better um, product, a, a higher quality steer that goes into the feedlot or a better replacement heifer. And so we just try to educate our students in all the areas. And at the end of the day, yes, we're producing a food product um, and we want to have something that we're proud of. Oh, wonderful. Well, Matthew, let me, let me ask you about the beef cattle that, that are at the farm. What, what breeds, what are you trying to do from a genetic standpoint? Sure. Uh, at, at least used to when I was coming out here there were two different herds of cattle so I don't know if it's still that way but but talk to us a little bit about the actual cows yeah you know we, we've got a good partnership dr. Carter and I work very closely together with our uh, beef and swine herdsman uh, Jason Tanner at this point uh, to to try to make those decisions genetically on what we need to do with the herd and so having the three of us and our our, our different opinions come together and we we do a pretty good job of coming up with some pretty nice breeding decisions. And so we are running a, a, a Angus-based herd right now. Um, most of the herd is a registered Angus herd. Uh, we do have a few commercial cows still. And as you're referencing to, we used to have a strictly commercial herd over at the, at the beef unit. Now at the dairy is kind of where our uh, Angus herd resides for the most part. And so I'm very, very proud of the herd. It's a, it's, the production has gone up. Even in the last 10 years, a lot of those decisions have come down to uh, management and genetics. And we've been really doing our best to pick uh, some good performance bulls or to look at our cows and say, okay, where are we deficient? Where's something that we need to improve? You know, do we need to you know, look at feet and legs? Do we need to look at uh, you know, depth of body or whatever it may be? You know, what bulls can we match with those cows? Uh, to improve that herd. We've done a lot of that, especially the 10 years since I've been involved directly with the program. Um, and I, I think our performance records can show and prove uh, that we have, have improved our weaning weights and um, we've been able to um, send a few steers to some local folks who have who've been very proud of the way they've uh, finished out. And so I'd like to get a little more uh, information on maybe some finished steers. That's something that I'd like, I'd like to see more of, but um, we've definitely made some better improvements. And, and our, the heifers that we've been putting back in the herd, I'm very proud of those. They've, they've really been producing well. 
and um, having calves on time every time is the old farm. Well, that's what we're after. That's what we're after. So, so you talked about you know the, the genetics and breeding. Uh, are you using artificial insemination in any way? And yeah. if so, are you using synchronization programs? Uh, Absolutely. That? And that is is also through some of Dr. Carter's classes mm -hmm. uh, that come out. We start the our synchronization protocol. Uh, with the classes and then we go through our, our AI. It's usually, a, we try to watch for heat, but we also do a timed AI on the, especially the Angus Angus herd and uh, some of the groups of heifers as well as we're getting ready to bring them into the herd. Um, and, but we let this, the, the neat thing of that is the students get to participate in all that. You know, they, they understand the protocol, they understand, they learn different protocols, some that maybe we don't do on our herd. They learn all these different ones, and then the one we actually utilize for our uh, program. And then, then they, they kind of get involved in the AI process as well. A lot of them, that's their, their first time to ever participate <laughs> in that. And it's first time for some of them to ever give a shot to a cow. Now, that's an interesting day. But uh, we work through it, and Dr. Carr does a good job preparing them uh, for that through the classes. And it's, a re it's really a neat combination of the classes and the practical work we do on the farm. So those are, those are fun days. I enjoy those days when the students come out and participate. Um, I learn a lot, the students learn a lot, and, uh, and our herd has improved. So, Dr. Carter, I, I've always believed that education is a one plus one uh, situation that comes from uh, intellectual knowledge, learning uh, from, uh, uh, I guess, uh, book work and that type of thing and, and all the theories that are involved, but then there's a practical aspect and the doing to learn aspect. And I, that's what Matthew's talking about here. So as we just a little bit more about the AI program, um, some of the protocols, um, how, are, how are you uh, involved uh, with some of the protocols and, uh, and, and how, what are they just in general? And how do you decide which one to use? That's a very good question. So we um, we have been kind of sticking with the same estrus synchronization protocol for several years because it works well for us um, and our schedule, and we've had pretty good conception rates. So I use, um, there's a, a chart that's in the back of every um, AI catalog, um, and it's published annually, annually, excuse me, by the Beef Reproductive Task Force. And that's a group of professionals that update the protocols um, in the U.S. every year based on um, research and data support. And so we use the CEDAR plus Select Sync and Timed AI. And we use a seven-day CEDAR protocol. And uh, we typically will AI all of our registered Angus cows one time, um, and then we'll let the cleanup bull um, finish any of that recycle. And then we also like to start our heifers outright. And so our um, all of our replacement heifers, uh, we will synchronize them um, and we'll breed them to a you know a low birth weight, high cavity sire. So that um, I've found that if they don't start outright, it's hard to keep them in the herd for a long time. And so we we try to do that with. Um, our mature cows as well as our, our younger females. And we've had really good luck. Um, we'll range anywhere from 45% conception rate on the low end, uh, even as high as 65 or closer to 70% on a good year. And so um, we just try to keep working it um, and, and improving every year. And um, we've had some really nice um, AI um, calves over the years. And so we're trying to build up our replacement female herd um, more that we can eventually sell seed stock heifers, um, as well as commercial bulls um, to the community. And we've got some nice bulls for sale right now. That's great. If you know anybody that's looking for one. Well, if they're not looking, they ought to be looking. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, that's that's one of the things that, that I think, think that Tennessee uh, can pride itself on. You know, and I'm, 
I'm a little bit biased, I guess, being in Tennessee, but we have a great network of people in agriculture. And uh, whether it's the universities working and and, and uh, co-sponsoring events and working with together on things, or also uh, the Department of Agriculture with the Ag Enhancement Program, yes. which is just really provided a lot of opportunity for producers in our state uh, to uh, increase uh, the uh, their their herd sire uh, desirability and and really to do some things on the farm that can help us uh, not only as producers but also when when we get to the table. So uh, and I think that we Middle Tennessee State University, the Department of Agriculture, the Farm Bureaus, the Co-op, we just have a really tight uh, network of of people, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, and because of that, we seem to get a lot done uh, mm -hmm. when it comes in particular to beef cattle because that's mm -hmm. one of the major agricultural commodities uh, in our state, but others as well. And so I think as we partner on those things and continue to do that, uh, we have great opportunities not only for students, but also for our producers uh, that are uh, out there trying to, trying to make a living uh, with, with these animals. Uh, so, Matthew, I wanted to turn back about one other thing that really doesn't have anything to do with the beef unit necessarily, but one of the things that I am proudest of, I guess, here in the School of Agriculture is uh, the chocolate milk uh, <laughs> and, and yeah. the dairy that's here and also uh, the processing. Of it. Talk just a little bit about, even though this is a beef segment, I think that's really uh, a great uh uh, opportunity that we have here at Middle Tennessee State University. So tell us a little bit about all that. Yeah, John, it doesn't matter if I if I'm asked to come to a beef function or a, a swine function. They ask me to bring the chocolate milk either way. <laughs> uh, so, but it's another great opportunity for our students. You know, um, it's 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 neat to be able to see that. Um, that, that complete operation from the harvesting of the corn silage to feeding it the dairy cows, milking the cows, bringing the milk in to the processing plant, processing, bottling it, and then delivering it. Our students are involved in the entire process from one end to the other. And what a great opportunity, whether, the, whether they're going to get involved in dairy or not. Um, they learn a lot about nutrition and the value of it that it has and the, and the effect that it has on the animals. Uh, through production, directly through the milk production, which we equate that um, when the tours come out, we'll talk about the beef cattle, you know, some of their nutritional needs versus what a dairy cow may need. And so we, we include that conversation, uh, even though people look at them both cows or both, both bovine, but there's a little bit of differences there. So um, it's kind of neat to be able to do that. But yeah, the, to, to bring the students in and allow them to, to take the product from the farm and put it in that bottle, put it in a finished product, and then go and settle. We're about to start the farmer's market again uh, here in a couple of weeks. We'll be back at uh, Rutherford uh, Downtown Farmer's Market, and uh, we'll be selling that milk. The students will be doing that as well. They'll be out there selling the milk. I kind of go and kind of direct things, but they take care of it. It really, you can see things click in the students' eyes when they actually hand that bottle to a customer and, and make that contact that wow, all that work we did for the last six or eight months of planting the forages, harvesting, feeding the cows, milking, doing all those things, it pays off. 
and you see that in the in the, in the co- customer, the community, and that sort of thing. It's just it it, it starts clicking. They're like, oh yeah, yeah this thing cool. does work all the way from the pasture to the plate or to the glass, you might say. And so it's it's a neat thing that we're uh, that we offer. That uh, again, at this point, we're the only university in the state of Tennessee offering that program um, from from pasture to glass. You absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and if, tell our audience if you've never had a a glass of MTSU chocolate milk, find a way to get some. It's it's the best in the world. Uh, so as we kind of try to put all this in one pile of putty, if you will, Dr. Carter, tell us just a little bit about uh, uh, any research opportunities or any research that's been done or that's planned to be done that you could talk about or uh, that Middle Tennessee State's involved in. So our department is actually... um heavily involved in research. And so we we rely a lot on our undergraduate students to assist because we have limited graduate programs. And so um, at MTSU, they have opportunities to apply for funding and they can get paid uh, to do research through something called Eureka. And so we've had, I think, about 20 students this past academic year that were involved in undergraduate research, maybe even more than that at some level. Um, Probably one research project um, that I'm most proud of was a multidisciplinary project that's ongoing with our faculty and it it was called the SAFE grant. It was a USDA NEFA funded grant that's um, in the third year currently and um, it's collaborating with other schools in the state um, such as UT Martin and Tennessee Tech and we're looking at soil, animal, food, and economics. And um, I hope I got that right, Matthew. And so my aspect was, um, so we're, we're basically uh, looking at comparing cover crop versus no cover crops and tillage versus no tillage um, farming practices for our corn silage. And then we've harvested it and fed it back to our dairy cows. And my part was measuring components of the milk and production and um, fat and protein levels and things like that. Um, and then our um, fermentation science professor, Dr. O'Brien, is um, collecting some of that, those milk um, milk samples from the treatments and uh, making cheddar cheese to see if there's any differences in taste and flavor. And so that was a neat project that, that got funded that involved our plant science faculty, our ag business faculty, our animal science faculty, as well as our fermentation science. And then kind of on a smaller scale, we have a lot of smaller projects that are going on with our students. Um, some of them, probably the most recent one that's, that I've helped with in beef cattle has been looking at the genomic data that we can collect through our Angus herd. And then I had another student that was looking at prevalence of bovine leukosis um, in our cattle operations. Oh, really, really good. And I, I... I'm just so excited that those opportunities exist, in particular for students and also faculty that that have such knowledge that could put it to work uh, Mm -hmm. and and benefit producers uh, in the end. Uh, So as we bring this to a close, uh, let me say to our audience and thank Dr. Jessica Carter, Matthew Wade for being with us today. We certainly do appreciate your time and and all the things you do at MTSU. Uh, We certainly are glad to partner with you on certain things and and uh, it's really really been a great uh, long-term relationship and I, mm-hmm. i'm proud to be sitting here uh, amongst you i'm not sitting between them to keep them from fighting <laughs> uh, but we really enjoy uh, what's being done at middle tennessee state university uh, let me say to our audience if you have questions about mtsu if you have questions about any beef related products uh, please see the folks at your local farmers co-op thanks for joining this evening Thank you.